Hi everyone and welcome to the Monkey Seat. We're back again to bring you all the news and rumours surrounding all motorsport as we guide you through the pandemic and back to real life. My name is Tom. And I'm Carl and we come together to entertain you with a weekly podcast while separated by the Irish Sea. This podcast is produced by Mayan Productions and presented by two opinionated friends who like to put the world to rights. Free field to contact us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at monkeyseatpod. You can email us at monkeyseatpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us at www.monkeyseatpod.com. And we are back after an actual race. How did you find your first IndyCar experience, Carl? You spin me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> it's like it's going round in circles. Um, Turning left. Yeah, I sort of. You don't sound impressed. It, it, you just watch the you watch the laps just go. Mm. It's hilarious. It was so quick. I mean, and then you're trying to work out who's in what lap and who's where, and then at one point someone was leading and. I found it really interesting. Was, like, and everyone else was behind it by a lap. And then they suddenly weren't. And yeah. I got really confused. I mean, it's, it was like a 36 second lap or something, wasn't it? And I, I, um, yeah. I mean, obviously I've, I've seen oval races before, but um, it just seemed to fly by. And I think it's normally a 300 lap race. Literally watching them. Go. Yeah, it was, it was literally a 300 lap race, which was reduced to 200. So that's why it was shorter than normal. Um, but, but wasn't it weird, like not having any... Spe- I, I've never watched IndyCar, mm. but... It felt weird that it was on an empty track. It felt like I wasn't watching a race. I was impressed with the. Um, I wasn't. I was impressed with the social distancing, though. It's like um, and how seriously they were I taking see. it. I mean, I think a lot of it was fairly irrelevant what they were doing, but it's just the fact that they seemed to be doing it. I thought that was that I was mean, really impressive. Yeah, and as soon as that, you know, as soon as he came out of the car, he got handed a mask. The winner had got handed a mask. Yeah. I don't know if I've just released that. There's a, I there's no women in there, is there? Uh, no, I don't think there was. No, that's all right. Yeah. So there, it's there fine. Was, a man won. We're getting to the review. We're getting to the review in a minute, anyway. Um, yeah. A man won. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a little challenge with you, Tom. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be our weekly thing of Tom's two-minute challenges. Um, well, to try and explain the whole race in two minutes, because no one wants to sit there and listen to Tom's very geeky boring yeah. race basically this is Carl putting more than two minutes this is Carl putting a time limit on me which means I've got to then <sighs> I've got to pick what I want to talk about fortunately this race given you know what it what it was it, it wasn't action-packed so um I probably I mean, don't I could, need a full I could two probably minutes. do the whole thing in about 10 minutes that's uh, right 10, 10 minutes. minutes you've 10 only got like, 10 I can do 10 words. Yeah. I can literally do the whole thing in 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 10 words. So I think, I'm going to try. I think two minutes is probably is probably comfortable for this week, but there'll be some races uh, in certainly other formulas as well that it's going to be impossible to go for everything in two minutes. So we'll give it a go. See how it no, goes. No, no, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It is what it is. I would yeah. start singing and no one wants to hear me sing. Yeah. No, believe if me. If you go over two minutes. Yeah. Warning. May randomly burst into song. And dance. And dance. You're you, showing me a cut. You don't. You don't that want has that words written on yeah. it. Yeah. That's not just Tom going mad. Yeah. Of course, I forget that this is uh, this is just audio, isn't it? Well, we say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. At the, in, at the present. Yeah. There's More future on that. Thoughts about. Yeah. There's future thoughts about us trying to get. Yeah. A video cast. Is it video cast? Are they such a thing? No idea. It's not a YouTube video. I don't know. Anyway, Fair video way. cast. What did you um, think of the Stefan special last week? I thought that was brilliant. Oh, such a lovely man. Yeah. 
such Gen- a lovely, lovely man and genuinely brilliant and, and really informative. And I've yeah. never, you know, I'm really interesting to actually talk yeah. to. Yeah, it probably sounded like um, I was just blowing smoke up his ass on the social post, just saying, like, what a gen. But genuinely, what a gen. He was so. Listen to the post. You can hear him. I mean, I'd say it as it is. We all know how I am. Yeah, you do. And I'll call an ass an ass. And he's definitely the complete opposite of that. He is a delight to chat to. Yeah. I'm um, uh, really lovely. And, he's, and I, I, I hope he does well. And I'm gutted he hasn't got a race this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, race this season. I hope he gets the Indy 500 race. Yeah. And if he does, then we um, will be gunning for him. Not gunning for him. We'll be gunning for him to win. Cheering for him. Yes. But yes. yeah. If you haven't heard it, um, look back, whatever medium you're using to listen to this podcast, look back at the uh, Stefan Wilson IndyCar special. Uh, came out last Friday as a, as a preview for the IndyCar series. Uh, really, really informative guy. Really great to talk to. And we've got some great insight as well into uh, like his favourite races of all time. Um, really good. Uh, it's, had, it's been yeah. re- really well received as well. It's been our most listened to podcast so far. Um, and um, hopefully... Hopefully it taught some people some things about IndyCar. It's certainly, you know, we we learned a lot. Uh, but we are not just IndyCar. We are also all motorsport. So um, it's our speciality. We might be. even talk about motorbikes later. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Well, we say we. I think it's more you. Yeah. I'm not really a, I'm not um, really a bike person. Anyway, should we get on to our review? Okay, let me get clock. Yes, so going to give a two-minute timer. Going to set a two-minute timer up. Two seconds. Right, I've got a two-minute timer on my watch. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't trust your two-minute timers. What, just sneak in an extra five seconds? It's fine. I yeah, should be really good not... at this because I'm really well-known for my speed. Just ask the future Mrs. Tom. <laughs> um, right, I'm ready with a timer of two minutes. Okay, three Two. Okay, three, two, one. one, go. Right, so the Genesis 300, the 6th of June, uh, just the week gone in Texas. Alexander Rossi and Ryan Hunter Ray started from the back, having had also uh, given drive through penalties because of unapproved changes. It was announced later on that that was due to software issues. Uh, from the start, Joseph Newgarden led the early laps, laps, and he had to stop a lap early because he picked up a tyre vibration, which lost him the initial lead. Uh, obviously, a 35-lap limit on the tyres uh, was imposed by Firestone. Renan's VK was the first rookie to retire. He, was, uh, he took out f- fellow rookie Alex Palau. He went too high on the top of the oval and uh, spanned trying to avoid the, the wall, came across the track, and then hit into Alex Palau retiring both of them that led to a long yellow flag period while they cleared the debris debris sorry um, and there was a second yellow period um, for debris on the track just before the second stops Will Power had a wheel issue uh, and then stalled in the pits as a result um, this lost him time uh, Scott Dixon had a slow stop for a wheel nut issue which lost him the lead and Newgarden got the lead back but he retook the place once once the green flag went. Newgarden began to fade after that and became a bit of a rolling roadblock um, and started moving slightly further back. Uh, the wheels literally came off Santino Ferrucci's race in pit road uh, and he had to retire. Felix Rosenquist, uh, teammate of Will Power—not uh, Will Power, sorry, Scott Dixon—looked like he was going to looked like he was going to win, but on the last stop, he got seconds. got traffic. Uh, desperately trying to pass the back markers, uh, he uh, and trying to keep tabs on Dixon, he lost control on the marbles and he hit the wall with 12 laps to go. Uh, caution ended with just four laps to go, and Scott Dixon cruised to victory. How did I do? You did. 
You've still got 12 seconds. 12 seconds, look at that. I thought that was quite detailed. Yeah, we're there, we're there. Seven, six, yeah, boring. Um, Yeah, Hmm. well, if you didn't fall asleep during that speed thing, you've done well. (laughs) It was all right. It was like like I was always there. Um, There there was some quite funny things that happened. I mean, Renus VK just lost road didn't he and that was quite yeah i mean if you look at um, i thought he was really unlucky because if you look at the the track was it's obviously not a complete oval and the track was wider and where he went up to the uh, i'm doing this with my hands and people can't see this but where he was going up towards the top of the bank the track just narrowed slightly so he was he looked like he just caught it and then where the track tapered in slightly he kind of steered in and then he just lost the back end because the the aero packages on those cars um they're not designed for steering now, I know you've got these these hard left-hand turns going around constantly. But because they're on the bank, you're basically going straight the whole time. The, the tiniest yeah. movement just completely unstables the car. And given that the rear aerofoils on them are literally just there to keep them in a straight line and stop them from taking off, um, he was really unlucky. He, wasn't, he just couldn't ha- hang on to it. If that had been on a street track, he would have been fine because he would have had a lot more downforce and would have been able to take a lot more speed through the turn. Um, yeah. And he just, but then just it's a, it's a tip, it, without being funny, it's a rookie yeah, error. Yeah, absolutely, he is a that rookie. That is literally what it is. You know. It was a rookie it's error. Completely rookie um, error. Alex Palau, I'm not the biggest fan of Alex Palau as a as a general talent, but he did absolutely nothing wrong there. He was just wrong place, wrong time. He was gutted. Uh, his spotter yeah. said to him, um, "It was he was he was above. He thought he could get past, so he just kind of put his foot down. But um, unfortunately, he was just caught by him." But yeah. yeah, I'm glad it didn't finish um, under caution. Though I thought it might have finished under caution for a minute, but that would have been a bit of a damp squib to end the race. Yeah, I think um, what was funny was the um, Dixon pulling out from his pit mm. and then just creating a massive go slow, a rolling roadblock as you called it. Um, I don't. Would that happen in Formula One? Like he felt like he was. Um, it, it felt like he was deliberately stopping everyone going past him, and I don't think that should be. Well, the one thing I, I did notice, um, which we never mentioned to Stefan last week, which would have been a good thing to speak about, was in Formula One and in other European formulas, you get the blue flags, where if you are approaching a car. Uh, from behind you're the faster car you're on a you're a lap ahead of them and you're trying to lap them they get blue flags they've got to move out the way within a certain amount of time um it doesn't appear like that's a thing in indycar because um you've got you've got cars trying to take their laps back as well because the laps are so much shorter on ovals about how yeah how do you concentrate that in a 30 second lap well that's the thing i think try and work out which car yeah you know on a on a, on a racetrack you can pick out cars they were they're, they're constantly jostling for space on the track let alone jostling for space with each other and position with each other yeah um that actually yeah it's not like they're all like the 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 pack is literally a quarter of a lap Mm. you know yeah and i think that's um Um, it's interesting to to see because like alex rossi was trying to unlap himself he was a couple of laps down um and Mm. you know trying trying to you know it's like if you lose that lap it's difficult to get it back because when it goes under caution, you can't just like cruise up to the back of the field. Like in in uh, Formula One, um, if there's a safety car, for example, which is the same as um, the full course caution effectively, except there's no actual car on track, um, 
you can overtake the cars to uh, provide it's safe to do so to then uh, catch up the back of the field. You can't do that in Indy. So if you're behind another car and you're a lap down, it's very difficult to get that lap back. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. So what what do you yeah. think then? So driver of the day, what have you got? Um, driver of the day, I mean, there's only one person, isn't there? There's 18 season Dixon. Yeah. Um, you know, he's won a race every season. This was his 18th season. Yeah, he's he won a matched, um, oh, who was it? He's matched um, AJ Foyt. I think it was AJ yeah. Foyt. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. 18, um, 18 and, seasons, 18 and wins. And I just, you know, I think he, he played the game. I mean, I don't, I, as I said, I wouldn't be sure about that pit release. But that wasn't down I to him, though, was I it? I think it, well, yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think it's a bit of an, you know, I don't know how teams play and how that all works predominantly on Indy. Um, but I, he, 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 he basically led it from the beginning, and I know he got, he had an issue in the slow. Um, he would have just issue. driven off into the distance. That he would have just driven. He was what was know, he? He was he was like six seven seconds ahead, uh, and then yeah. he lost time in the pits, lost the lead, took the lead back, and then drove into the distance again. It was just yeah. a controlled performance. I completely agree for driving the late Scott Dixon. I would have had Felix Rosenquist because he really was closing in on him, um, <laughs> but then he went and dropped it. Uh, so it was going mean, to... He literally just drove into a wall. Yeah, I think he, he, like... he, he showed his inexperience there because uh, he was a rookie... I believe he was a rookie last year. I know he's not been in it for that long, but um, he's he was trying to get uh, position back. He was closing in on Dixon. He had the traffic after the pit stops. Um, and he was just trying to get those positions back, desperately trying to stay in touch with Dixon, and just just lost it. Similar to similar to um, VK, just got too high on the marbles and just lost it. Yeah. I ended up with nothing, and that's I think that's just yeah. the experience of him, really. Um, yeah. So we agreed on who. Yeah, driver yeah. of the day, Scott Dixon for me. Uh, leads the championship, and... fifty-three points. Simon Pagano, forty points. Joseph Newgarden, thirty-seven. Zach Veach, thirty-three. Um, what I do, I, I still don't fully understand the uh, the point system of IndyCar, but just scrolling down, look, looking for this now, um, Alex Palau, even though he didn't finish, got seven points. And Rinus Vike, who took him out, got eight points. How's that work? <laughs> because basically, because Vike rolled slightly further forward than Palau, he'd done more of the race, I guess. Technically, he had completed more of the race distance. So, yeah. Uh, Takuma Sato, six points. Um, this is the thing is like you, you they get points for I don't know I just don't get it mm. for the, yeah so almost the, the dick of the day seems a bit bit stupid because you know anyway my dick of the day it probably doesn't make much sense but go on yeah no dick of the day for me um, Ryan VK. you know rookie error is he hand up is yeah does Rosenquist, honourable mention again because of his error, but he was he was fighting for a position and he was fighting for a win, whereas VK was just completely on his own, dropped it and took someone else out. Well, well, mine is um, Charlie Kimball. Okay. Who on the last lap crashed? <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? I mean, you you get to the last lap and then you crash. That is hilarious. Mm. And I bet he got a shitload of points. But like Charlie Kimball, just complete the fucking Kimble. race. Uh, Nineteen points, Charlie Kimball. It's like, what? Anyway, um, yeah, just complete the fucking race. Um, and I just felt that that was a really... And again, it was a, not a clever crash. Nothing happened, you know. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets the 
Yeah. The dick and what I do find really interesting about IndyCar is the amount of car swaps in teams. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. Very... I, I was try- I was looking up names for some of these people, obviously not knowing everyone by name yet. Um, so I was starting to look up numbers of races and then just going through um, and trying to pick them up instead of trying to listen too hard on names and who's doing what. Um, and yeah, I mean Connor three teams daily. Mm. He's in three separate teams. Well, I think as, in three as cars. Stefan said to us last week... And he's watching week, Max Chilton. Yeah, I think as, as Stefan said to us last week, it's um, it, 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 people tend to follow drivers as opposed to teams. So um, you'll see a lot of a lot of car swapping. And given that it's a spec series as well, there's not a lot of difference in... And that still must be confusing as to which car you're even trying to follow. I mean, mm-hmm. Formula 1 wanted to ban bloody helmets because it was hard to follow, let alone... Right, just to clarify, Formula 1 did not want to ban helmets, just to just to clarify to anyone no, listening. Sorry, ban, changing ban helmets, swapping, yeah. design. Yeah, changing, which they did do for quite helmets. a few years. And I still believe that's, yeah. um, you know, it's almost like part of the kit, isn't it? You know, you get your, um, it, yeah. you get, you get your new helmet for the season to show off. And I, I really like that of having one you know this is the helmet for the year and i think it does help the fans and especially with with the halo now as well where you can't see as much of the drivers i don't like the fact that you can now change your helmet left right and center i much preferred it when you had the uh, helmet see, i don't mind year. that you know if you're wearing a uniform and, and you wear it in a certain way or you have tattoos or something i don't really care yeah. i literally don't care i just think it's and i think it's the only it's just a thing of expression it's just another thing to uh it's another thing to kind of make it more difficult to follow i mean it's hard enough for sport to follow for the you know for the casual watcher anyway but then to you know when we had back in like the 2000s when you had sebastian vettel changing his crash helmet every two races or every race sometimes i just found that very frustrating um but i mean the argument you could say is that you know there's only two of each car so you've got a 50 yeah, chance of getting not, it right well, yeah so yeah. yeah, and 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 Murray Walker's not commentating oh, anymore. Yeah, so you got more chance of them getting it. Have to worry right. about which helmet he's looking at. So you know, there's a plate, there's a, there's a number on the side as well of the car. Yeah. You know that differentiates them enough. Then a tiny little helmet hidden behind a um, a halo. Mm. So anyway, next IndyCar race is actually scheduled for the fourth of July. So a little bit of a break, uh, and that's the uh, Indianapolis Grand Prix. Not the 500, just the one around the road course. So that's. Uh, are you going to be watching that? I'm not going to be watching it live. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to watch Indy live. Full stop. But I, of course, I'll be watching it. Like, um, I, I'm intrigued just to. I, I, as I said, I don't know much about Indy. So, uh, my understanding of the the Indy track is that the track does incorporate some of the. Yes, so you've got part of it. So you've got, um, I think it's it's about a third of the track. You've got the last two corners, um, or yeah, it kind of just hooks into that, and then you've got a road course. Um, it's kind of similar to to what they they did with Monza, uh, except with Monza they got rid of the tra- I'm looking forward to a road course. Yeah, I think that's gonna to that's gonna be completely different, um, and this is gonna mm-hmm. be a road course, so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. I was I was looking yeah. at some of the comments, and I, I do like the bottom half of the internet sometimes, and some of the comments that that people come up with about You're stuff. Right, Dave Gorman. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, you could quite easily make a found poem out of some of the comments I saw about yeah. that. I've um I've joined a few a few kind of Facebook IndyCar groups to to kind of get more of a grip of what the fans think and some of the things they're saying. Like there were comments on there saying amazing race we need more ovals get rid of the street tracks and the next one saying what a what a boring race and uh get rid of the ovals and 
and uh, this is the other is like Jeez. people getting so passionate about it saying this isn't my indie car I want my indie car back and get get rid yeah, yeah get rid of the aero screen it's, I've never seen such ugly cars I want this isn't my indie car and I'm just like um, yeah so what you'd rather have people die on track it's just yeah. like it just it's... I mean I, I so I mean they do look very very different yeah. this year because of the aero screen yeah. Um, I, I, I looked. I sort of looked at a few videos from last year. Yeah, they're not so nice face on. Please. I I uh, I think it does look great um, from the side. Front on, it's a little bit, it's a little bit uh, intrusive. But yeah, but to be honest, the Indy cars aren't as beautiful as the F1 cars anyway. I think they look good. I think they look good. Um, I mean, they do look a bit like toy cars at one point, and a bit. I think if small. if you I show, don't know if they are small. I don't know what the size. They are smaller than the Formula One cars, but um, yeah. you've got to think like when you're trying to Formula Two size. Then when you're when you're when you're trying to sell a formula um, to an audience, um, having having a car, whether it's faster or not, if it looks fast, it looks good. And I think the Indy cars look fast, and I think they look good. Yeah. Uh, sometimes some of the Formula One cars can just be a little bit clunky and and, and a little bit um, not so aesthetically pleasing. They're better now since 2017, yeah. 2018 when they've changed the regulations. Um, I think yeah. they have got they have they do now look a hell of a lot better than they did. Um, but yeah. Um, right, let's get on to some news. Yeah. Not a vast amount of news going on at the moment, but it's great that we're we're getting. Yeah, but we've managed to scrape something together. Yeah, we, we, we're getting closer and closer to. Uh, yeah. Um, so. Some racing. Um, Binotto's come out and Matteo. made a Binotto. Binotto. Yeah. Binotto. Whatever his name is. I mean, he does look Italian. That's all I can say he about it. He does look like Wes Wally. Absolutely. The Italian Wes yeah. Wally. Where's the Wally? Where's the Wally? Um, <laughs> where's Wally? Um, Racist, Carl. Sorry. Racist. So, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we're not getting political on this. No. This um, isn't a political podcast. We don't do politics. No. No. Um, but um, he's, yeah, he's, he started coming out about all the swaps at Yeah, Ferrari. he says, like, he, he is happy if Vettel joins Mercedes. I I can't see that. I'm calling bullshit on that right now. Yeah, but that that was this weird thing that I then... Because I, I looked that up as to where this sort of story's come from. It comes from Ted Kravitz. Mm, yeah, well, Ted's pretty... That's sort of Ted's pretty where well he's connect- come from. He's pretty well connected. He's well connected. That it was just a swap. It's just basically going to be a swap. Um, I think that would be suicide of Ricardo and um, uh, uh, Vettel together. For Vettel, uh, for for um, for uh, Ricardo, I wouldn't. Be well, happy. How do you mean? Sorry, so Ricardo's going to be driving for McLaren. Oh, sorry, McLaren. I thought. Sorry, I, why did I think it was? Mercedes? Did I say McLaren? No, or did I say Mercedes. You said Mer. Yeah. You said Mercedes. No, I think I don't know where I've got really confused. Yeah. Sorry. So that's Hamilton and Vettel. Yeah. In theory, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Bottas. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. I can't. I can't see it being Bottas. Um, Bottas is looking at other options as well. He's uh, talking to I other mean, teams. Hamilton and Vettel get on, don't they? They do. As people, I, I think they're, they're friendly. I together. think as a team, they wouldn't be destructive. I think they've they've been around mm. for long enough. I think they would be a really good team. But then, but I do think that then, Hamilton will wipe the floor with him. I I do. I I. But what was interesting is then he then goes on about. Well, which I suppose is where he's coming from because he goes on about how Sainz and Leclerc are 
are not going to be there's no lead driver yeah he said that um science can win the title but then he went on to say leclerc can be the best ever um, There's only one winner. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of it. Yeah, uh, I I don't care what Bonotto says. They've signed they've signed Carlos Sainz because they believe him to be a quick racing driver who's um, who wants to race for Ferrari. Who's not? He's a cheaper Sebastian Vettel, and he's not going to challenge Leclerc. That's what they think. I think they're going to be in for a bit of a shock because I think I think, I think Sainz will win win some races. I I think well, Sainz will be will match Leclerc. Whether he'll beat him over the course of the season, I'm not sure, but I think he'll certainly be with him for the majority of the season. It, it will It will literally put a nail in Leclerc's coffee if that happens, though. Well, Leclerc's got a long-term Ferrari contract. Well. See, straight away, they've just signed Carlos... It doesn't really matter. Ferrari... Ferrari yeah, but they've, they've, they've just signed... Science they've just that. signed Carlos Sainz, and he's still on a shorter contract than Charles Leclerc. So, yeah. straight... But if Sainz wipes the floor of Leclerc, yeah, but then what they what the I mean Ferrari don't really care who wins, but Leclerc's come through the youth system. Science, I don't think they've signed him. They've signed him to be um, close to Leclerc, but I just yeah. I think they've made a bit of a mistake in that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Carlos Science as a racer. I think he's got the potential to be a world champion, but I think that's going to be an explosive lineup. I don't think that they're going to work well as a team personally i think they're going to uh, they're going to be taking points off each other and i think mercedes have got the stronger lineup this year yeah or certainly and whatever the following lineup will be the following year if it's hamilton and vettel i think that's, that's going to be interesting yeah. i don't think yeah. it's right I, think it's... I don't think it's i don't think mercedes will i think they'll put um george but russell no, in there mercedes yeah i think you're right as well and i think mercedes Mercedes and Red Bull have always been a one-two driver. They've always been a one-two driver team, um, and I think not, not, not so much with Hamilton and Rosberg. That wasn't a one-two combination. That was e that was an equal pairing. But when they signed Hamilton, they signed him to be that that push for the world championship before they were a dominant team. And then they ended mm. up with these two drivers that were quite evenly matched. But then as soon as one yeah. went, they then went and signed Bottas, who realistically, they knew he was never going to challenge Hamilton. He was going to be close, yeah. but that makes him the perfect number two, which is why I think there's a chance that he might even stay on. I think it'll be either Russell or Bottas. Yeah, I think to have two ageing stars doesn't really It doesn't say a lot for their young sense. driver program. Well, it's that, no, that... Well, if that happens, it's that, that that says Mercedes are leaving in next two years. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Because why bother? Why, why? You know, mm. they want to go out in a blaze of glory of having two remaining drivers, one, two, done. Yeah, that's that. That would be their end. And it would be. And, and tw it would be um, if Hamilton were to win this year, then it would be eleven of the last twelve World Championships in the Mercedes team mm. if Vettel were to sign. Yeah. The only one missing, obviously, being Rosberg. Which, which they've had been and gone. Yeah. So they would, then, yeah. yeah, they would have had all of the world champions. <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting. In the last 12 years, you know. So I just feel that. I don't think no. Mercedes are pulling out either. Not Formula no, One as a whole. That's why I think they should bring someone in to be number two, such as George Russell, that has a competitive equally, and could equally, be number one in the future. What I do think. As you say, with that, if they were to bring in George Russell, he would he would be a challenge for Hamilton. He would be he would start off initially. Hamilton would have the measure of him, but he would get better and better, 
Um, to, Which is what to point, Mercedes should be yeah, doing. He will be they pushing Hamilton, bring, and then and Hamilton should be yeah uh, should be bowing out. Yeah. You know, two or three as, as a great reason. Yeah, two or three more years. I mean, twenty twenty, he's contracted. Twenty, I reckon he'll re-sign for twenty one 20. and twenty two. Twenty two. I reckon he'll re-sign yeah, until yeah. twenty two. Do a two year extension, then he'll see where the land lies. He'll do one season with Mercedes with the new rules, see what happens. And if Mercedes aren't the dominant force, he'll probably end up moving to whoever is the dominant force for twenty twenty two, or for twenty twenty three. Sorry, he'll retire. I think he'll retire. It depends where he is championship wise. If he's on seven world yeah. championships. At that point, then I think he'll he'll go he's, for the eight. No, no, I think. Well, he won't. So he won't retire. He will not retire he if he's on seven world ships, cha- if he's he? on seven world yeah. championships and ninety victories with Schumacher on seven world championships and ninety one victories. There's no way if he's got the chance of a competitive drive, would he not take the opportunity to? Yeah, he's got to beat Schumacher, year. isn't he? I don't think he'll do what right. Alonso does in that he'll just jump around from formula to formula racing i think once hamilton's done with formula one he's done with racing i think he'll retire at the top and that'll be it which tells me i think he'll race on until he's about 38 and then stop and how old is he he's what 34 something like that i know he's younger than me i think he's older than me Mm. i know that i remember following his career when he was sort of 13 thinking damn that kid's younger than me and he's gonna make it to formula one um, talking about Mercedes and Ferrari, then mm. they've returned to testing. They have, yeah, they're testing but the McLaren old cars. McLaren and Red Bull haven't. No, they can't. Why? See, this is this is interesting because Mercedes, um, with the rules of Formula One state that um, if you're doing um, testing, it has to be with a car that's over two years old, um, which is what they're doing Why? to uh, because of the uh, because of the ban on in-season testing. So. Um, okay. So if they are going to test anything, it has to be with a car more than two years old. So they're racing with the with the 2017 car. Um, uh, well, not racing, rather. They're testing with it to test out the new COVID procedures uh, of the so- working with socially distancing and all that kind of stuff. And how but, is this including, like, pit stop plans? I would imagine and... so, yeah. But um, the problem is McLaren yeah. and Red Bull can't do it because they they don't... Their engine suppliers, they haven't had for two years yet. With Honda and... Renault. Um, can they not? I, I, I mean, I mean, they they can physically if testing COVID plans. Surely they can use another. Car I mean, I'm sure they could use. Within, they, are, are they allowed to use the, that? Car? Well, I wonder, I wonder if they're even allowed. To, if it blows up, they've not got a spare engine to use, have they? You know. Well, yeah. Yeah. To swap it out. That's the problem. But they've. But um, I don't understand look, the full ins and outs of, of it all. But I suppose it's the procedures. If they're not. If they don't and, have the, and, the correct equipment in there, then yeah. how are they going to test test it? And this sort of testing is a bit weird because we should be racing, we shouldn't be testing anyway. Mm. You know, so and is also, this just normal mid-season testing on an older car for new things happening in the future? Well, I mean, the, the rules are going to okay. be static for next season anyway. It's only going to be minor changes mm. for next year. Sorry, so. I mean for two years' time. Yeah. And whether this is testing for future and also i would i would argue it's an unfair advantage for mercedes and ferrari if they're returning to testing and um due to due to the rules so and the way the, car, the rules I are written the cars were all in park Ferme. um they're not allowed to make changes to them yeah but if you're allowed to get them out and yeah 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 you can do that but you can't bring updates to it um okay. i think they can they can for the first race because uh, they're now well, basically the factories were shut down. They're now back to work, so they can now, they can now make changes. 
but I just think it's it would be if it's just because the rules say you can't use a you you have to test with a car that's two years old, then surely given the situation, it's an unfair advantage and it puts team members at risk as well because if they're not able to get you to the new COVID procedures, they could well accidentally put someone at risk. Yeah, it's either you you either have you either blanket ban it and say no testing and we'll just fucking see what happens. Mm. You know, and, and no no testing. Or you say, yes, let's have everyone testing but you can test with last year's car because then the engines yeah. are the right. So you have to test with last year's car. Yeah. And not this year's car. Um I don't uh, that the problem being People like Racing Point who do have a new car this year. Yeah, completely new. That would be that would be. The I just issue, don't see it? the problem given the situation um, and given how many races we're not going to have this year. Yeah, I don't I mean, see. As, as you said, I don't see why you, know, you could just point, use. We've had eight races. Why, why can't why can't you just use your, this year's car anyway? I don't see the problem. Yeah, you've with got it. you've got eight races worth of testing. You know, yeah. which in theory. You would have it was supposed to be twenty two it was supposed to be twenty two races this year. It looks like provided there's no major like second waves of COVID or anything, it looks like we're gonna be getting sixteen races. Um maybe one or two more. Um but even so that's that's gonna be, you know, four to six races less than what we're expecting. So why can't why can't they run these cars? You know, give them the option. Yeah. Give them the option. Say like um, you can do say 100 kilometers of of running and two days of of testing for procedures i don't see what the problem yeah. with that is but it just means i think it's an unfair advantage for mercedes and ferrari given that mclaren and red bull as picking the top four i mean renault probably can but whether they cho- have chosen to or not i, I haven't seen anything about it renault. Cost them money well, yeah. <laughs> they can't afford it. yeah yeah there is that <laughs> Uh, and the same with all, uh, I mean, Williams. We haven't heard anything from Williams. No, um, I think Williams... I was expecting a big sort of story. As well, to... the only thing I have heard about Williams, this is not on a running order, but the only thing I have heard about Williams is that apparently, I've not seen it, um, like, officially, but apparently Toto Wolff is buying his shares back that he sold when he left Williams. And this is to, you know, to support Williams, to allow them to continue functioning, which just seems a bit of a conflict of interest to me i mean what you could say is if they've got here we go toto wolf's on it hi susie wolf do you want a new position as a ceo of williams <laughs> that would be interesting see actually. that happening yeah i can see that yeah happening, yeah definitely genuinely. Um, um and and then that way it's not the conflict of interest mm. in it would be slightly but not a running everyday running and also i would be very intrigued whether um, Lance Stroll has something to um, Lawrence Stroll has something to do with it. I would be surprised well, if Lawrence Stroll had anything to do with it, given the way that he left Williams. Uh, yeah, but Toto Wolf and Stroll and yeah, all right. Mm. There's there's some dodgy dealings going on somewhere. Not dodgy, but well, apparently apparently Bernie Eccleston has been lobbying for lobbying for investors in Williams. He's been trying to get people to invest in Williams. Because he doesn't yeah, want to see them drop off the grid. Um, I, um, the thing is, that guy's got so much money. I don't see why he, why he shouldn't invest in Williams. To be honest, you know, because he doesn't believe in them. Why would you put well, he's tr- he's trying to he's trying to I, get people to invest in them to help them. But I just think yeah. why why can't he? You know, he's got more money than than he knows what to do with. Why can't he just like put no, some I'm, money towards it? He owes his his career to to the success of teams like Williams and what they brought to the sport. So why can't he give something back? 
That's my, uh, my take on it. Bad. I mean, I just... Not, the thing is, I think, he doesn't believe in Williams, but wants to see them do well. Mm, and putting your own money... Putting your, mouth where you, putting your money where your mouth is is harder to do than putting someone else's money. But we are getting closer and closer to racing now. Um, and what we're not going to have is reverse grids. Has that been definite now? Yeah. I know Ricardo came out. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Everyone will confirm that it's not happening. Is it a good thing? Bad thing? Yeah, yeah and Ricardo put little. Yeah, Ricardo put his little two penny worth. In. He did, yeah. The the only reason he doesn't want to do that is because he doesn't want to be pushed to. You know, he's going to be stuck at the back of a grid in this season anyway because the Renault's not up to it. Yeah. And then he's going, and then he's going to then they're going to reverse the grid, and he's going to be stuck in the middle of the pack, and he's then he's not going to be able to. He's going to. Hamilton, Vettel, uh, Leclerc, everyone behind him pushing him forward, and he's just going to be—he's just going to look like a dick in front of McLaren. <laughs> he isn't he? That's yeah. what his thought is. Yeah. He's going to look like a complete dick in front of McLaren. Yeah. Well, he said on an Instagram yeah. live interview that he said that he just—you sure fans would like seeing faster cars coming through from the back, but it's something that doesn't need fixing. So why couch potato? Couch potato. He called himself. <laughs> <laughs> the couch, no, the couch potato fans or something. Something like that, yeah, something yeah. Like um, it's just like, oh god, typical. Ricardo. I, I do it's think it's yeah, yeah. It's cat- I do like Ricardo. Oh yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I get you know, I, but that was a self. I think it was completely selfish comment, and that's why. I think to be honest, mm-hmm. it's been mooted for years about reverse grids, and um, I'm not 100 percent for them, I'm not 100 percent against them, but there's a reason. I why... don't see why we should try. When we have the opportunity yeah. to, there's a, there's a reason why they haven't decide. come in, and I just think it's they're revisiting. Well, there's things. no opportunity to come in because you don't get the opportunity to run the same race twice. You know, every race has to be equal, and you've either got to do it all for every single race, no matter what. Yeah, you know, this is that opportunity where you can do something different. Then fucking just do something different because watching two Grand Prix race, races, or you know. Well, wait, I mean, wait and I see. I Silverstone's a great race, but it's not my favourite race. Wait and see, far. though, because Austria and Silverstone both have very different climatic conditions from day to day. You have a potential for all four seasons in one day, and both of those, especially Austria up in the mountains. So um, I would quite happily watch the same circuit back-to-back with a wet race, you know, two or three times in a row, because it will throw up something different every time, guaranteed. Because the change in climatic conditions is gonna is gonna cause difference in racing. So you might find the first race is dry, the second race is wet, and that yeah, would be quite. The worst interesting. thing will be if you get two Silverstones being dry. Yeah, you know yeah. that will be dull as. Well, it depends. I I I do like Silverstone as a track. I think it's uh, it's a it's a great challenge for the drivers, and it does promote good racing. You can overtake. It's not the easiest to overtake, but you can overtake around there. Um, and I think it does throw up differences as well. So um, it probably, if you said to me two races at one track, uh, categorically the one I would have said not to do would have been Monaco. Um, but Silverstone wouldn't have been top of my list of ones to do twice. You'd probably have something like Spa would be up there. Again, mostly due to the changing yeah. climatic conditions. Baku would have been up there. Abu Dhabi, not a chance. You don't want to go there more than once. I don't want to go there anyway, let alone twice. Let's go to Monaco. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be doing two races at Bahrain later in the year, it looks like. And that is, they oh, need God. to do something to spice that up. I mean, Bahrain has yeah. been a better race since they turned it into a night race. But they need to do something to spice that race up. 
So hopefully they'll come up yeah. with something for that because that will be dull. But, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it's just not. I don't. Yeah, I feel like they need to do something. And um, talking right, shock horror. We're going to talk two wheels. Yeah. Well, there is there is a four wheel relevance to it, but. Yeah, but well, I'm going to talk about two wheels Go for a little it. bit. So, um, MotoGP have now pulled out the Italian Grand Prix, which, uh, well, the, the the which was going to be the um, at Mugello. The uh, Mugello. It's got two names, like Grand Prix Motoritali Oakley, because um, it's obviously the second um, Italian one. Or actually, it's the first Italian one, but. Um, and it was meant to be um, earlier in this year, but that obviously got moved with COVID, and now they've wiped it off completely. Yeah, but the meaning that it's not going to happen. Um, at the moment, the next the, orig- the next race is going to be in the Czech Republic um, at the Monster Energy Grand Prix Czech Republic. Um, sorry, at the Auto Modern Bruno. I've really got to start learning these names these crazy tracks. Um, on the 9th of August, which is still quite a way away. I, I haven't seen any news as to what their plans are. But the interesting but, thing for me about that is it's not that it's been cancelled. It's And we're back to four yeah, wheels. It's the, it's the rumours as to why it's been cancelled. And the rumour is because they believe that Formula One have got dibs on it, effectively, to I don't know whether that's to replace Monza or as a backup for Monza or as a complete addition because obviously they've got the eight race calendar already set for Formula 1, Formula 2 and Formula 3 which mm. is brilliant. I'm so glad that those series are able to carry on. Um, but um, that's really interesting because we've never been to Mugello. But then there's not any dates on any of this. So I don't no. even know what the original... So no one knows what the original, the new version dates were that MotoGP were going to go for and no one has any idea as to what these new dates mm. you know what what what's going to go in there or what. I probably think that I, I have a feeling that Magello is just pulling out because it's of especially the MotoGP because it's not worth it in their cost to do to an empty audience and I think that's probably more the, the the thing personally. I think it's a lot of spec to be saying that Magello would be an extra um, Formula One Grand Prix. Um, I I just I don't the writing's not on the wall for it. I don't think you know. I don't think there's anything written up. I don't think there's anything signed. I mean, I I, I might eat my own words, and in some ways, I hope I do eat my own words because I think. It'd be, I think Mugello is a great track, and I think it needs to um, needs the chance to have Formula One there. Um, It'd be interesting. I've, properly. So I've never to have it there properly. I know it's had a few tests and things there, but um, I just. But yeah, I just don't think it's the. I, I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think Mugello just thinking the cost of doing it versus the gains are just not worth it for MotoGP. If it, I, it, I, I, you know, if it was Formula One, it'd be a different story, I think. But, and I think they probably would have renounced it or announced the dates that, or mentioned the dates as to when that was going to be. But 
the articles that I've written, or I've read, sorry, haven't said anything. I was going to say, when have you written articles? Yeah, read, sorry. <laughs> you probably Google something and find something out now, but I haven't quite spotted the dates. Yeah, I'm just seeing if there's any, uh, if there's any anything announced, like because quite often news comes out while we're recording. I'm just waiting to see if uh, if there's anything on there. Um, uh, racing point of playing down. Normally, normally it comes out on Tuesday. So yeah, days yeah, we are a day late. Apparently, uh, Racing Point are playing down Vessel Links. That's probably because Vettel doesn't want to go to Racing Point. But, you know, apart from that. Um, <laughs> I mean, t with Aston Martin you know, coming back, it might be a potential. But I think Vettel would only go there if Racing Point were winning races this year. I think that's the only way Vettel would sign for Racing Point for next year or for Aston yeah. Martin. Um, yeah, Ferrari happy. Vettel joins Mercedes. Bullshit. Um What's latest on McLaren? No, nothing particularly interesting along there. No, quite a slow news day. Um, but yeah, yeah, so just getting back to the Mugello thing, um, Italy at the moment is the is the last scheduled race, which is the sixth of September. So they could well do a back to back with Mugello straight after that. They have mm -hmm. they haven't ruled out doing additional additional European races after. I like the speculation that I just don't think it's going to happen. That's no, I mean. don't either. I think maybe it's probably a backup in that they've got Hockenheim as a backup potentially if one of the other European races drop off I would love to see them back at Hockenheim I like there's a lot of haters for the Hockenheim the new Hockenheim ring circuit I really like the Hockenheim circuit and plus it does yeah. again climatic conditions it does for up some good races yeah yeah no, should we move um, on to our um should, should we all get our helmets out get your helmet out yeah uh, uh yes Let's do top three. Huh? Yeah. So last week we said about um, top threes, um, reducing to top three from top five because things were going to start getting busy. Um, so we decided to go with top three helmet designs in motorsport. Um, I say motorsport because I've got one that isn't Formula One related but does have a Formula One link. All mine. No, all mine are Formula One. Oh, okay. I got lazy. I saw it slowly got lazy. That's not like you. So I do appreciate it. I know. To be I, fair though, I think. I Formula One helmets I, I, tend to yeah be interesting. Yeah, um, right. Are we going to be googling these as and when if we don't know what they look like? Yeah, I mean mine are pretty obvious. Do you want me to start? Yeah, I don't. I've got four. Oh, um, so what you keep? Are you keeping one in reserve for in case we've got duplicates? Yeah, but I'm not sure which one's my reserve one is. Hmm. Yeah, we probably right. The the reverse, right. Okay, there's two options for you. Go on. I can either go out the box for the third one, or really obvious for the third one. Mm. Go out of the box. Out the box for the third one. Okay. Right. We've also um, uh, thank you for sending in your suggestions for top helmets as well. Um, we've got um, the person who actually got us in contact with Stefan last week um he also sent me his top three helmet designs so we'll be discussing them as well at the same time so if we start nice. with that thank you darren um his um for him he's picked his three most iconic helmets and he started off with uh with jackie stewart um 
Yes, the tartan. Yeah, the rimmed one. Yeah, the shortbread tin. The white and tartan rimmed. Yeah, yeah, basically white with a shortbread tin on top. Um, no, yeah. he's. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. That is that is incredibly iconic. I would have potentially. I mean, it's iconic. It's a bit. Like that. For me, it's a bit dull. Well, I mean, you've got to remember the iconic. timings as well. It was the seventies, so you know, it's. Yeah. It, it was basically white helmets and whatever you decided to put on it. You look yeah. at the time. James yeah. Hunt was just completely black with the word James Hunt on the side of it. Brilliant. Yeah. Again, but, I got you know. But yeah, yeah, so that's that's his first one. Um, yeah. No, I get that. It's an obvious, yep. nice choice. I I sort of agree with that. Yeah. All right. What's what's your first one? Um, mine has actually been on two helmets. Oh. One design, two helmets. Okay. Trying to Any think. Ideas? Trying to think. Well, um, David Coulthard wore Michael Schumacher's helmet in a Monaco Grand Prix once because um, right. because his helmet right. went missing. Uh, Ralph Schumacher mm-hmm. had a very similar design to Michael Schumacher, uh, but that's probably not it. Ah, I know what it is. Graham Hill, Damon oh. Hill. Exactly yeah. that. Yep. The matching black and white arrows, the white arrows on the helmet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was um, arrows, if you will. Yeah, which was the rowing club colours, wasn't it? Oh, is that That's where, where it originated from. from. Really yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh. Um, I can't remember what, what rowing club it was, but it was a rowing club that Graham Hill was was part of, and it was the those colours. Mm. Uh, so yes, Damon and Graham almost made my list actually, but it just for me it was yes. just a bit. Damon and Graham, so yeah, officially got two helmets there, but yes, mm. just because they're matching. Yeah. So um, again, again, like Jackie Stewart, it's a very simple but very iconic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and even even in the modern day Formula One, it was very noticeable. You you always knew who who Damon was on the track based on the helmet yeah. yeah so um for my number three i'm gonna go with um i said i'm gonna avoid mclaren ones and i've gone for a mclaren driver but not when he was racing for mclaren um it's jensen buttons um silverstone special 2008 helmet and the reason i've gone for that um is i think on the I love the Union flag design on crash helmets. I think they work really well. Uh, there's just the red, the white, and the blue on crash helmets. I think looks. You're not going for. A, have you got another driver? No. I'm trying to think. No. With a red, white, and blue. No. You haven't gone for Mansell's helmet. No, no I haven't. Because um, Nigel Mansell had that. Yeah. That yes, he did. Red, yeah. White, well, um, Jensen Button's helmet was partially based on Nigel Mansell's design as well. Um, but the mm. the Silverstone 2008 special, uh, it had it had a Union flag on the side, oh, yeah. and That's it was off. it was all kind of like um, yeah, yeah, all kind of ripped. yeah, ripped and feathered. Um, and yeah. I just think it just looks so cool. That was back when he was yeah. with Honda. That was was that the yeah. year he won a race? No, I don't think it was. No, that was he because he won a race in uh, 2007 or 2006. I think it was yeah. for Honda. The Hungarian Grand Prix, um, but yeah, but the, yeah. the 2008 was a dog. <laughs> I remember the end of that season; it was such a bad season for Honda. Got to the last last lap of the last race, he pulled into the pits, and the car set on fire, and he just kind of got out of it and just walked away from it. It's like, yep, that's just basically the, that's that's the season. Again, I quite like that Honda. Sorry, I'm talking about the livery. I'm just looking at it mm. now. The livery looks mm. awesome. That Honda, so simple. I've just had an email from mm. Formula E. I say mm. I say from Formula E. I've not got press accreditation. It's just a random spam email. Um, nope, there's nothing of any interest in there. <laughs> no. Okay, I thought there might have been some breaking news, but there isn't. No. Yeah. Okay. So that uh, was my number three. Darren's next one. So Darren's number two. Um, 
Oh, okay. Um, Jensen Button's Union Jack design. <laughs> <laughs> I should have checked that, really, uh, shouldn't I? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. he's probably going for just the general Jensen Button type helmet. Um, what I liked about Button's helmets when he went when with Braun, they he changed it to the day glow color, similar to like what the Force India drivers did when they turned pink. They just changed the changed the helmet to match the car. Um, and yeah. Jensen's pink for Papa design as well. When his when his dad passed away and the British Grand Prix came along, and his dad would always be seen wearing a pink shirt at races and he yeah. changed the helmet design to pink and uh uh yeah i think throughout his entire career and also with that with that brawn one the j and the b yeah which he had which he had on the other helmets as well but it was in red white and blue so it wasn't quite as noticeable but yeah i mean all for his entire career he had great helmet designs some of the specials yeah. that he picked out as well, you know, back in the days when you could change your helmets whenever you wanted. Some of the specials he you can had. Now. Yeah, you can now. We already discussed this, uh, which mm. I still disagree with. And he had um, a couple of uh, Japan specials as well because he was um, he was dating a Japanese girl for quite quite a long time. Um, so and Japan was always very very special to him. Special so yeah, some of his Japanese special designs as well were really good. But, yeah, mm. thanks for that one, Darren. <laughs> um... My second one, 2012. 2012. What, just as a year or? No, Hokey Kovalainen. Hokey is 2012. I'm, mm. Let me have a look. I don't know if you. I don't know if it was a special. It, mm, I don't remember Hokey's helmets apart from when he was at McLaren. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Angry Birds one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Interesting, I suppose. <laughs> that would have been more appropriate if it was uh, Daniel Kvyat, I think, because he was a bit of a angry bird when it came to uh, racing, just crashing into people. I, I just thought it was really cool, and, I, and like the way the haiku's written in the same writing as yeah, angry, angry birds. birds yeah, I just thought it was very cleverly done. I wonder how much angry birds really paid to have that. Yeah, I mean, but I think when they. Sponsored by the makers of it, Robert or whatever. It was I don't know called. who made it, to be honest. Robert with it. I can't remember what the company's called. No idea. Um, I've but, never um, really been a fan of Angry Birds. No, I, I can't I get on with it. I played Angry Birds. I don't like too. the game. I played Weirdly, the films good. Yeah. I, don't like I played Angry Birds too uh, about three months ago, and I'd never played Angry Birds mm. one to be honest. And I just couldn't get on with it. I just didn't enjoy it. Give me Lemmings every yeah. day. Download <laughs> Lemmings. I don't really. If you... I don't really do games. I'm not like. Lemmings is brilliant. Time. I love Lemmings. It's very addictive. Um, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, right. So my next one. You might know this one. You probably will know this one. Um, it's. I haven't picked the special. It's just across his in, his entire Formula One career, which to be fair wasn't actually that long. Uh, Jack Villeneuve. His uh, his helmet design, sort of from from the late nineties. Brilliant. Um, I this isn't proven so i can't be certain that this is actually right i'm going to show you a picture on the uh on on the feed as well apparently his helmet design was based on oh yeah no i hate it his helmet design was based i know the one sorry i don't know why it took so long to realize that go on yeah his helmet design was based on um a sweater his mother always used to wear and uh i'm just holding a picture up to the camera now for you to see there's the helmet yeah. sign, and then look at his mother. And there's the sweater. Yeah. yeah. So that picture is of uh, Gilles Villeneuve putting his uh, putting his son into a into what can I assume it's a single seater, um, 
and um, and his mum standing there with a with a sweater on behind, and the the colours are identical to his helmet. I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but I, I really like that helmet. I think it's really striking, um, very very it's, noticeable, it's coloured, yeah, and and very of the time, very recognisable as well. It wasn't um, it wasn't anything too crazy, um, but it just it just stood out. Similar to Damon Hills, you always knew who Jack was on the track. Yeah, you couldn't miss him. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it's, an, it's a strong, yeah, it's a strong thing. That's that that's my number two. I, I, I it's, it's not me, and the pink offends me slightly. Um, and that's sort of the bulk of the. Letter. The pink offends <laughs> I don't know. You. <laughs> yeah. In the same way, racing points pink offends me. Um, I just, I just, I don't like pink. Seemingly, I don't. See, if it was the colour of his mum's. Jumper, then it makes sense. Mm. But yeah, I prefer that color than the, than the light baby pink. I don't like baby pink. Like my daughter does not have baby pink. You know, she has pink things. She has girly things, just not that baby. Pink. Just to clarify, anyway, that your daughter is less than a year old as well. Just for anyone who uh, yes, yeah, yeah. No, she's twenty eight. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, go on. Uh, it's uh, um, Darren's third and final. So it's Darren's now, isn't it? Um, he has gone. Ah, okay. Graham Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so Darren is the point we never looked. Yeah, easy, Darren yeah. has. Um, Darren has gone for one that you've got and one that I've got. There we go. So yeah, no, we've already spoken about that. Um, some strong design choices in there, Darren. So yeah, well done. Um, yeah, Graham Hill's mm. already discussed. Two-time yeah. world champion. So, uh, it's funny. It's funny that not, we've come over and also it. not related to Phil Hill, another another Formula One world champion. Oh really? Yeah. But not. But he doesn't have the same black and white helmet. No. Um, right. Shall I go with my? If you want. Third and final. Go for it. Completely off piste. Okay. Here we go. The McLaren. Oh, you've got McLaren. Silver pit helmets. Silver pit. Oh, okay. The um, when they had refueling, that would have been they first came 20, in 2008, 2009. Oh no, no, would have been before that. The first, if it's no, the ones but those I think are the ones of, I remember because they've got like their most Darth Vader. Well, they yeah, they they stopped Storm refueling Trooper. in 2009, so they would have been the last yeah. ones. Um, but I think yeah. it's when they brought refueling back in and they had these special these special helmets. Oh, when was it? It was when they went silver, so it would have been like ninety eight, that kind of that kind of time. Yeah. Ninety seven, ninety eight. I know, it was definitely later than that, but yeah, those silver how I just, they're, they're cool, you know, that was really wicked. That's that's very random. Very random, yeah. I have to admit. No. Yeah, there we go. That's my round trees random. But they were really cool with just Vodafone in on the top of them. Mm. Um, and really sort of quite a obvious thing. Just out of interest, what was what was your obvious one? You're number four. Senna. Senna yeah. yeah, see I I said I wouldn't I wouldn't do any McLaren ones. Uh I know technically that yeah. helmet was around when he was in um Tolman and Lotus, but yeah. uh but I just thought no I'm not I'm not gonna go for something obvious. I'll uh but yeah, no that that's yeah, that's that iconic my and recognisable rather than rather than like Yeah, that's sort of why it sort of wasn't yeah. Mm. I mean I've gone for a very crazy mm. a classic and a really weird one. So. so my number one, Fernando Alonso, IndyCar, 2017. 
his uh, Indy car Indy 500 helmet. Basically, it was um, Alonso always has three different colours on his helmet, um, which 2000 which 2017. It was the there's two helmets. There's the number 29. Because he also had the number 14, which didn't race because he didn't qualify in 2019. Oh, yeah. It's the black one with, like, the rainbow. Like his... Yeah, but he, he had something like that normally, didn't he, Alonso? Similar, but um, it was lines. it was diff- different, cu- different. well, uh, it was it was similar to that. It but was, it was... Wasn't it Wasn't it a red... No, whose helmet... No, whose helmet does that look like? Who had red, blue... And then white, red, blue, or something, and then a big yellow line down the middle. Mm. Trying to think sure. whose it was. Yellow line they were down French. The they were French. Sure, it's French. Mm. If you know red, what red, Carl's red, talking blue. about, then please get in touch and tell us, because <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't remember that. Um, now he normally has um, the colours representing. Um, um, like the Catalan town where he was born, um, the flag for that town, as well as the Spanish flag. And I just think, just with the black, he never really had black on his helmet in Formula One. And to have it with Indy, with, with that kind of rainbow swish over it, I think that looked ace. looked really good. And it was a shame we didn't race with it in Formula One. But no, that was my number one. Random. Only, only raced in one race, and he didn't even finish the race in it. But uh, yeah, that's my number one. Um, I can't find it. Anyway... Right, I'll I'll find it. I'll find the information and we will put it down in the title. Because mm. I find that another, another random it. title for the episode. Another random title. Cool. So I think that's um, yeah. That's pretty much all we got for this week. Um, which is good to it not is. have like a, a short, sweet one. Not well, it's not that short, but it's good not to have like a mammoth two-hour sure. one like we've had before. Um, but yeah. no, it's um, please get in touch with us. You can still send in your helmets. We haven't decided what we're going to do for top threes next week, have we? No. We'll put that um, one out to you guys. Yes. What you want us and to decide. Come up with something next week. Send us your top threes. Uh, let us know by Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we may be we late again next it. week. We may be early. It's up for discussion. There's just a... Um, we've got life in the way, as usual. So, uh, My maybe... daughter's one-year-old birthday yeah. where she won't be wearing paint. Yeah, so it might be might be recording Monday, might be recording Wednesday, but get get your suggestions to us for Sunday and we will do the top three that you that you suggest. Um, if you suggest a top three for us, please send in your top three as well and the reasons for it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. I shall um, see you next week next week yeah okay speak to you later everyone speak to you later cheers bye